Everybody, live from a beautiful summer's day in Koreatown. Even though we got two days till summer starts, it is the Ozone. I'm your host, Omar Miller. I'm here with my brother, Terry Miller. How goes it, Mr. Green? I'm, I'm green. I'm keeping it green. My carbon on it. My <laughs> strong moves and, 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 and a great carbon footprint. It's all green. All green. Ernie, how you feeling? Ernie's feeling good with no microphone. <laughs> well, folks, Dallas Rains lied to us today. He said it was going to be cloudy, but it turned out to be a beautiful day. Wow. So nice. A nice, perfectly warm 82-degree temperature, Batman. And I am, for one, pumped up and ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, I just wrapped season five of Ballers, and I'm very happy about it. I got an exciting season coming up for you guys. Uh, I think we're going to be dropping in around, I don't know, Labor Day, something like that. They haven't told us the exact release date. But I'm fired up and ready to go, and hopefully we'll be more consistent for you now because I'll have some more time. And we have a lot to cover, so we're going to stop messing around and get straight into it. Um, first and foremost, if you hadn't heard, there's a new sheriff in town, and his name is Kawhi Leonard. And he plays for the tournament champions known as the Toronto Raptors. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard here live on the Ozone a prediction from a caller that the Raptors would beat Golden State in five. It did not happen, but it almost happened. And it happened in six. And there's somebody here who wants to hear the icons eat his words. Because the icon said that Kawhi Leonard could never do what he did. He Ladies did. and gentlemen, let's let's make it let, let's hear the call and we'll go from there. Yes, sir. Put some respect on Toronto Raptors' name. Oh, Terry, I need you to stand up and salute the Canadian flag. I don't need. I, I don't want to hear far. anything about caps were injured. The whole point of a regular season is to prepare the team, including your bench, for a worst-case scenario. You get fouled out or you get injured. That's on Steve Kerr. It's unfortunate what happened to KD. It's unfortunate what happened to... Uh, what's his face? Clay Thompson. But it was on Steve Kerr to prepare them for the playoffs. The bench wasn't prepared. They dropped the ball. Y'all have three stars. We have one. Might I mention, this is the first NBA championship team that has a team where not one player on the team, from the starters to the bench, was drafted higher than 14 oh, wow. in the first round. Good point. Unprecedented, man. <laughs> Give it up. <laughs> Put some respect on Toronto Raptors' name. Salute the flag. I need to see it. I'm watching. <laughs> Come on, dog. Oh, you got to love the Ozone listeners. I, I really appreciate that. That's my man, Bochi from Toronto. Listen, he's been saying it all year. I see a flag on the side of the New York Giants hat that you're wearing. Terry saluting the flag because he's still a proud American. But that's a salute to you, my friend, because you called it. And truth be told, they showed up. You had some good information there. I did not know that they were the first team to never uh, to have never have a player drafted higher than 14. Right. That's really, some of the players weren't drafted. Yeah, and that's really impressive when it comes to you know uh, uh, the teamwork aspect. It's also what we talked about a little bit earlier, which was these guys were playing for a cause. They were playing unified under the banner and flag of uh, Canada, 
which is a very diverse and inclusive place. But they were also playing, you know, we had several guys who lost family members or, you know, people in their lives that they had a deeper meaning to play for. And that goes a long ways. Now, I have a plate full of words. Would you like to eat them, icons? No, of course not. What a surprise. This is like when Trump doesn't win the election next time and he won't leave and everybody will act like they're surprised. Well, what am I, what am I supposed to give Kawhi? Put up decent numbers, but Kawhi had, like I was arguing before, had a better support system than LeBron James. Stop! He it. has awesome. What are you talking about, Fred oh, Van Fleet? Goodness, Siakam. My goodness. Even Kyle Lowry showed up. Kyle Lowry almost had a triple double in the last game. But you, and you know what? And, I, and I'm and not even because that's. But one thing I want to correct the caller on is you said you guys have three superstars. You've never heard me be a Golden State Warriors fan. I'm not so a Golden I, State I don't Warriors know, fan. I don't know whether you guys came from. I'm just a fan because they're from the Golden State, but the Bay Area stand up, but. I want to say that Golden State is not my team. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But but the thing of it is that when I see the champions go down, I want to see the champions go down, you know, being full somewhat of full strength. It wasn't just that Klay Thompson got hurt. Or just that, uh, you know, um, KD was hurt. But then you had Boogie that's halfway. You got Kevin Looney that I don't even know how Kevin Looney was even playing. With. I don't either. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that that's pretty. That, honestly, that may be the most impressive yes. basketball. And you can uh, see that he's injury. grimacing while he's running Every down Every single step that he takes. And they're banging on him. I know guys that have broken their collarbone in the baseball field that can't even breathe. the worst <laughs> pain that they've ever had in their life. Yeah. So you know what? Tor- props to Toronto because got to give them props. They won. did their thing. They beat who was there, and I, and I'm glad that they you know that somebody dethroned them because I'm not a Golden I, State I'm Warrior glad fan. The way they dethroned them, I'm not glad the way they not not the way them. meaning that they were you know uh, that that they were beat up. Yeah, that's that's my only problem with that series. But, but it was but it was very entertaining. Played, but they played the way with heart. You beat the Warriors, but we, as a team, but we can also see that when the players play when they become halfway full strength, meaning the Warriors, that I didn't see that Toronto could get it done. I didn't see that. Yeah, I, I, I don't I agree. Not see that. No, no, I don't agree with you. Because no. when Kevin Durant played, everybody acted like, oh, yeah, see, told you. The game wasn't out of hand by any means when yeah, Kevin Durant They had a, like a 12 to 15 point lead. Which is which is nowadays in basketball is not a big lead because well, he's if the you, game swing. Yeah, but the games don't swing with the Golden State Warriors. They didn't, when have, they didn't have a 12 or 15 yes, point lead. Did. No, they yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. No, they didn't. Look at the, the score. Game was, the game was a lot tighter than that. No, not when Kevin Durant was in the game. Because and if Kevin Durant probably could have played a little bit more, but he started feeling froggy on that leg. And he shouldn't have, you know, because he was basically sitting out there at the three-point line and wetting him up. He could have played a little bit more. He probably could have lasted longer in the game, but he started trying to make moves in the, you know, in the, the second quarter, in the second half. He started making cuts. I saw bad things. work from the from the trainers. Yeah, no question. Because not just for letting him play, but because I saw ice, ice in the game. ice on him. I don't understand why ice you would put in the game. Yeah. I gotta keep it warm. I'm not trying I need to, to be. I don't need to cool down the inflation right now. The the inflammation right now. Oh man, you tighten me up. The, yes, exactly. That yeah. will happen. <laughs> I tighten people. Get out of line. I tighten them, them up. You guys I tighten you up too. <laughs> you guys are gonna see what that's about. We got the pleasure of spending an afternoon with Evander Holyfield and Riddick Bowe. And this was some of the best comedy ever. We're gonna cut awesome souls. Yeah, we're gonna cut that stuff together for you guys. You guys are gonna hear some great. Man, some some great Body. banter amongst the champs. <laughs> um, but but continuing along those themes, you know, I never would have thought. This is kind of off subject, but on subject. I never would have thought that by not making the playoffs, LeBron James' legacy could be more clear. Yes, and that's exactly what happened because what you saw was how impossible it is to beat teams pretty much by yourself. Right. And we watched LeBron James beat that 
Warriors team, the best version of that Warriors the team, by version. the way, not the one with KD, the right. best version when they used to move the ball, when they won more games than anybody in history. And I won't say he was by himself because he had his, his team. Yeah. He was down 3-1. And we saw how he imposed his will on the series and the game. <laughs> Every game. And the numbers Every were game. A bunch. Video game. NBA Jam. Crazy numbers. He's on fire. <laughs> He's eating up. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was uh, – I thought that that was amazing. I thought that that was amazing. And not only undeniable to see because right. you have to juxtapose when you're talking about LeBron James, who really is kind of always the MVP, um, even if he doesn't win it. Uh, when you make the finals nine years in a row, when you see that and you see how much Steph Curry struggled in the finals, and this isn't the only finals where he struggled, but you certainly saw him struggle. Why, why did this you feel he struggled in this finals against when he was alone? Yeah, I. Well, I mean, nah, boy, he put he up had, big numbers. He had almost thirty points a game in the in the finals. He put up the one game where he put up forty seven. After outside of that game, I don't. I would like. I need. I'd like to yeah. look up his numbers because I didn't feel like his impact was that of an MVP by any means. And beyond that, I have an unpopular take, um, which I put on Twitter during the game, which is. Steph Curry, and you've heard me say it here before, Steph Curry plays more bad basketball than any great basketball player that I have ever seen in my life. And I'm not just saying that because they lost. Because I've felt this way back even when I actually did like the Warriors when they had Monta Ellis the year before they became good is when I really liked the Warriors. And uh, he's loose with the basketball. His feet are slow still. That... uh, but that's you know, this is him, and it's and it's great because he's able to overcome all that to still be effective. But in a situation like this, where the team isn't there in full to help him, it became more and more evident. Because if we're gonna be honest, Fred Van Fleet and Kyle Lowry ate his lunch. If you look at the trade off of what he puts up versus what they put up. I'm not seeing an MVP type player, but you're talking about also a guy that's playing major minutes. That oh, what, crazy what, minutes! What out supports? This is why crazy LeBron minutes. James is an anomaly because I agree with that. You don't see him popping his Achilles. You don't see people him getting tired. He, you know, he he'll play the whole game. He'll play. He'll do whatever he has for to seven do. games. Yeah, for seven games, and we watch a guy like Steph Curry, KD, and all these other guys break down. But you know. After five year runs, after five years of being, and that's that's you know, guys, we're talking about you have to get sixteen wins to get to the championship after the regular season of eighty two games. So I agree with what the caller said. The regular season is about fine tuning your team. It is about prepping your team so that if a guy fouls out or if a guy gets hurt, that's why it's a collaboration of the executives. It's not just the coach. This is the job. And it's not just job. the starting this five. Is, and it's not, that's, that's what I mean. It's a team. Uh-huh. You know, and that, that's why but, it's the executives. But we have to go down to it once again is that the bench was even hurt. So, I, you know, this is the problem. Looney is hurt. Iguodala was hurt. I mean, everybody literally was hurt, and I'm not a Golden State Warrior fan like that. But I just, I just hate to see a team like that go out with just so many injuries. Because not, I mean, it, it got to a point where it was just <laughs> it was ridiculous. a freaking infirmary. Yeah, and, yeah, it was a and, now, and, and now we're talking about them not having their team back probably until 2021. Not in full strength. Not in full strength. If if those guys ever come back to full strength, I agree. We, we have a blown ACL. We have an Achilles. It's a lot there. easier to come back from the ACL than it is the Achilles. Exactly. Uh, you've only had one guy. I was looking up this uh, this stat the other day. Yep. There's only one guy who's ever come back from the Achilles to be the same guy, mm-hmm. and that was Dominique Wilkins. Yes. Besides that, and that's that's another freak of nature right there too. Dude, don't talk about Dominique. Not that, bro. <laughs> He's cool, man. He's trying to work on some things. But no, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. It, it's a, it's easy. The anomaly He's the outlier. So you want to hear Steph's stats? Yes. 
Game one, Steph Curry, 34, 5, and 5. Nice game. Uh, game two, Steph Curry, 23, 4, and 3. Not too impressive. That's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad, but it's not MVP. Game three, you wanted MVP. Bonkers. 47, 8, and 7. Keep going. Game four. Uh oh. I went to video. Game four, the computer froze. Game four, 27, 4, and 6. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Game five. 31, 8, and 7. Game six. <laughs> this is where I think he's going to join up, maybe. <laughs> he didn't actually stink to join. That'd be 20, 21, 7, and 3. And that's Clay Thompson having going crazy. They wouldn't have won that game if Clay Thompson wouldn't have got hurt. Clay, All the coulda, woulda, shouldas in the world don't Clay, Clay had 30, 30 points. And, and Clay, it has, as I've stated for years now, I felt like he's the, the best most, warrior. He's the best warrior. He really is. He's the ultimate warrior. And when I get you off the spaceship, I'm going to stand on Alliance of Adonis. Yeah. Man, I miss the wrestling clips. Oof, love them so much. The promos. No, but Clay the number, was thirty and but, but the 30 numbers, and five. But the numbers that you're leaving out here, which is where you're talking about having a bad finals, are the turnovers. Steph turns the ball, the ball over. The whole team turns the ball they over. They do. They do. But and, and Draymond, no, I think Draymond was the leader this time. Draymond. No, no, he may have been the leader in turnovers. What I'm saying is the leader of the team. The, the problem is the, the problem with the team. Yeah, but not only that, the problem with Steph turning over the ball is that he's the point guard. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's that. This is what I mean. He's got to protect the basketball, and his job has become score first, and it needs to be protection first. And I'm going to tell you something else. They gave you a little bit of compu box on these numbers because I saw Steph Curry turn the ball over four times, and then all of a sudden they said, Steph Curry, there's his second turnover. I'm like, wait a minute. I watched him throw the ball away. They had 16 turnovers in game five. Okay. But the, the turnovers are a problem, and this is what I've always said about them in general. Even when they play great basketball, the thing that when they're almost unbeatable is when they're playing great defense. But the issue that I have with them is that they always allow the other team, always, they allow the other team a window to win. And you know what? Kawhi Leonard understands the fundamentals of basketball, and he was able to execute just like when we're talking about injuries, coulda, woulda, shoulda. I don't think that that Warrior team that won it all beats that Spurs team where they sent out Zaza Pachulia to hurt him mm. in that in that. Uh, oh, Zaza in, was in this. It was in this thing. Everybody gets <laughs> like the fan. The spirit of Zaza was on the scene. <laughs> no, because when I look at it, when I go back and look at the stats, what game is this? Kawhi twenty three eight and five. It was Pascal Siakam in game one thirty two eight and five. Mark Gasol twenty and seven. Um, yeah, but you, this is a team game. This is this is what's beautiful about what they were able to do. And also, there's a lot of non-quantifiable stats about the impact that Kawhi has on the game on defense and also on leadership because there's some other stuff that I saw him do, which is where you see the teams like the Rockets make bonehead plays where they actually have the lead and they pull up for three. And they give the Warriors a, a window. Oh, they're going to do that. Kawhi, no, three. no, no, no. Kawhi was able to play smart basketball. You got anything else on this topic? Because we got to move on. We got a lot to cover today. No. All right. So congrats, Toronto. Oh, Canada. Our special guest for today is actually going to make a call in, and it is another Canadian. I know she's going to want to talk about the Raptors win, eh? 
It is uh, world champion, eight-time world champion and WBC belt holder, Jelena Marjinovic, and she's fighting out of Edmonton in her 51st fight this Saturday, and uh, she's going to come on and talk about the fight and where you can watch it and so on and so forth. Uh, Just thinking about that on the Canadian front. And we want to stay in the world of basketball. All right, it got done, finally, after Magic Johnson departs, after uh, Luke Walton departs, after everything, after the season, after Gorbachev dies, and finally, Anthony Davis is a Laker. <laughs> and Rob Palenka is either Seth Lloyd. I don't know if Gorbachev is dead, by the way. I just thought about that. Sorry if Gorbachev <laughs> is still living. Um, Who's Rob the Seth Lloyd over there? You know what? I think Rob Palenka is the Sith Lord. I'm apt to believe Magic. And Magic Johnson was Darth Vader. And I believe Magic was doing his bidding. Luke, I am the basketball. (laughs) You know what's hilarious is the French version says, Je suis ton père. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. So... Uh yeah, I don't know who the Sith Lord is, but I know, and a lot of people. That was bad business. A lot of, a lot of people are rumoring that it's LeBron James and, I, and Clutch Sports and, and Rich I, Paul. Yeah, and you know what? I my problem with that more so than anything is because everybody keeps throwing it out there that it's LeBron James. Of course, I'm a LeBron James fan, but when it comes down to it, LeBron James is a player. He's not the front office. He can, but make, they allow him to yeah, be. Yes, and they if he makes suggestions, that doesn't mean that the front office has to follow it. But, it, this, but, he, but has, he has too much pressure on me. I felt I felt like I couldn't resist. <laughs> right. <laughs> I couldn't resist giving away my whole team for one player <laughs> and my draft. Who doesn't play that much? Yes, and my now draft. Now, he puts up ridiculous numbers when he plays. Video game numbers when he's playing. But now we're going to find out, was he not playing? Were those days of load management, soreness, was that just because he didn't want to be in NOLA? Or was that because he's actually super fragile? Oh, it wasn't. At the end, it was because he didn't want to be in NOLA, but the NBA threatened him and, and threatened fines that if he didn't play because he was healthy, that they were going to find him an astronomical amount of money. So that's why really? he did start playing again, because they were holding him out. But Interesting. Yeah, but the problem is, is that you can blame blame LeBron James, but at the end of the day, it's on the genie buzz and right. they're, they're, they're and all of them. They're owners of the team. Yes, they're the owners of the team. So you can't go around and, and say LeBron James, this is LeBron James' fault. Players, some for some reason, vision it's, it's skewed when they, it comes to putting to, a team together. Yeah, you can't see it. <laughs> and then they you're, you're on it. the ground. You right. need to be elevated a right. little bit. Right. And and for some reason, everybody let you know Kobe run the team, and now it looks like LeBron might be running the team. And you don't get, yeah. and you, yeah, because they tried to bring in Tyron Lue. What's funny is, is that you never, it never ends up for some reason working you never out. Never <laughs> let a Shaquille O'Neal run the team, right? You never let a Magic Johnson run it, or or a, oh, a, a, Kareem, a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar run it. Right. No, I mean Magic when he was playing. Right. You know what I mean? For well, Magic did never, do that to a certain degree it, because it, he ran a couple of guys out of town. It was a Norm Nixon and somebody. He else. did. Yeah. But but it was. It, but I feel like there's certain guys. For some reason, it's never the big man. It's always the guard that they right. let run the the, the right. team. I don't know what that is. But that position, though, you know, it's the 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 quarterback. And it's really not. Because if well, you have the dominant big man, you will win. Yes. That's just all it comes down to. But the flash and dash comes from the guy who's yeah, pushing blowing the ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that LeBron, that no-look blowout pass. <laughs> they love that. Um, so do you feel like they gave up too much? Way Ingram, too much. Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, three first-rounders, <laughs> and the piece that nobody's talking about is plus – the Pelicans have the option of swapping two more picks with the Lakers at any point in the future. It's terrible. Bad business. 
I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot. He's one player. Brandon Ingram has shown so much. Shown a lot of potential. What, I mean, Alonzo Ball shown a lot of potential. Yeah, Lon- Both of these guys are a collective 40 years old. Right. <laughs> the, the, the guys well, are kids. Throw Josh Hart out there. Josh Hart is the second best player that was in that deal. Brandon Ingram, I just wouldn't give him up. I would give up Kuzma before I can give up Brandon Ingram. And, because uh, Brandon and Ingram I, you can, know, I, can do everything. It's funny because well, the Lakers this time, we're going to end up seeing, depending on how it shakes out, which one of us went the right way because I said that a long time ago that I liked Kuzma over Ingram based on where they are now mm-hmm. because I like Random Ingram has insane potential, but where they are now, I feel like Kuzma is better now. Kuzma's more suited to win now, to be a compliment now. And it seems like the Lakers thought that. But then again, who knows what the Lakers were thinking because they gave up. (laughs) I think I got to go to New Orleans too. (laughs) I think they traded some of the Angelinos in the deal. You know what? But Kuzma is an outside shooter that they need. He's a he's a sharp shooter, so he'll be able to shoot. But Brandon Ingram actually can you know create his own shots off the dribble. Yeah, Brandon Ingram can go inside. Yeah, he's, he's outside. Fragile. He can carry the ball. Brandon Ingram he hasn't shown that he's fragile. He's been hurt maybe once. He's been hurt a couple of times. He has yeah, blood twice. Clot. He's got a blood clot. I don't think that he's fragile because you have blood clot. That comes from the homie a DVD. DVD. <laughs> you know you're flying yes, around man. all the time. I mean you can get it. Yeah, well, you, I mean, I, you come, get come, tightened come, up. It comes. <laughs> that's what I do. You get out of line, I tie people up. <laughs> but Baba said to tighten you. Up. You guys are gonna love it when you see it. Anyways, uh, yeah, my take on it. I do feel like the Lakers gave up too much, only because one, the Pelicans are stacked, but two. I just I need to see if Anthony Davis is going to play more frequently. Right. I, I, talking about somebody that seems fragile, it seems like he's the fragile big man, and that's always dangerous. Well, what's dangerous to me more so than anything is a player making demands. This is I, it's like you just don't want to you don't want that guy in your locker room. It right. doesn't seem like that would be conducive to winning, right. but you are capitulating to LeBron James, who you capitulated to to get him to come here. Right. So well, they have the same agent. So yes, you know what I mean. Yes. It's a consistent. Uh, they're, they're moving in the same direction. I actually feel like it's sick because I feel like it hurts the league more so than anything because all these superstar teams that are getting put together are hurting the smaller markets. And, and it, it's bad for the game. So now they're talking about going to get Kimball Walker. They're trying to get Kawhi, but Kawhi said he wants to go to the Clippers. And then you're talking about, uh, who else was it that they want to get? They want to get Jimmy Butler. So you're going to have Jimmy Butler, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis? This I mean, is absurd. This is ridiculous. But then again, that Sixers team is pretty absurd too, <laughs> as is with Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler and them, and they couldn't get it done. Yeah, but, uh, but, but these are like above, well above average. Because no, no, these are exceptional. These, yes. are, these are all these top are like, ten players. Yes, in the league. Yes, and yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't, I don't know. Basketball is yeah. very difficult to watch, and in in the way that people play basketball now. With the shooting and the, you know, pulling up from 50 feet and blah, blah, blah. There's just so you much. You go to the cup, then you kick the ball out to shoot a three. If the, even, you pass on a layup. <laughs> I pass on a layup. Which is like, wow. Which is the kind of stuff that the coach used to kick you off of the team for. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, okay, so that's that. But then when you watch it and it's all, to a sense, it feels like that's a rigging of the game. Because, again, you guys have heard me say it a million times. I went on the Undisputed and said to Skip and Shannon. Never in my life do I want to play with guys that I can't beat. And I never have seen the guys where I feel like, oh, I just can't beat them. And that's I just what need Kawhi to is doing. with my squad. That's why Kawhi, to me, that it seems like that's why Kawhi is saying, I'm not coming to the Lakers. I agree. I'm and, going, and I, I'm going and to and the I admire that. Yeah, and, I it, and it's also what he said in, it's also what he said in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? I can beat the best team in the league. And that was Milwaukee. Yes. And then once I handle them, I got work for Golden State. I know how to beat them. I actually know how to beat them. He beat I have the a, a, a 
Come on, man. He beat Milwaukee. This run that he just made, you can't say and, enough about and, it. And he beat Golden State. And he did it all with humility. Yes. That says a lot for that young man. It's about that young man. I'm, I'm salute. Yeah, I'll salute Kawhi Leonard, Jack. It's an LA All Star homeboy, and he got it done. Um, and now, to me, this makes the NBA awards that are coming up completely meaningless. Really. I wish they could find a different way to, to like order the schedule of these things. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they vote James Harden MVP. I don't care if they vote Giannis MVP. We all saw who the MVP was this right. year. Right. And 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 he actually low key should get some sort of award for trusting his own body and trusting the voice inside of him because last year when the Spurs ran him down when they told him that he could play, he, he was like, "No. I don't feel right. I can't play." And everybody ran him down. It sure did. And he he's got literally has the last laugh. Got he's got the hardware. He's ringed up and he's about to get crazy paid and he's going to live wherever it is he wants to live. Eh. It's all good, eh? In Toronto? I don't know. Although, I had somebody text me and show show me a picture and say, hey, Kawhi's daughter just enrolled in our school up here, eh? I think it's a good sign. So they're on Kawhi Watch, kind of like how L.A. was on LeBron Watch before. And that usually is a telltale right there. That is. You got to get your kid kid in the (laughs) school. You got to get enrolled. I can't move him. Here's the thing is that you got – he's literally the biggest athlete in an entire country Mm -hmm. immediately. And whatever it is that he would lose – from moving, he will make up 20 times over in endorsements. The guy will never, ever buy a, a meal, drink, house, car, whatever it is. They will supply it for you in the in the country of Canada, wow. not just in the T-Dot. You got 40. He's got 40 million fans. There's Canada, not one Canada's person. Canada's a beautiful place. Man, it's beautiful, with, with beautiful people. Yes. Very beautiful Nicest people. Nicest people that I've ever met. Really solid people. They even let you cut in when you drive them. They, you don't have to cut. You can slow roll in. Oh, no, get in. Get in, eh? Why not? <laughs> uh, moving on with that. Now, did LeVar Ball Jedi mind trick the Lakers, or is he just wolfing? Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted him to go to New Orleans. I always wolf. That's why I said I didn't want him to go there. Because <laughs> I knew they would do it. <laughs> and those who know. No, that you can switch gears with me anytime. Lamar <laughs> <laughs> making it appropriate in you. I don't know if how it. Bro- I don't either. I didn't. I, I, think I didn't that's tell the, I, To me, I feel like low key that could be the perversion of society. Right. That decided I, to make I, that. I can't roll with that. One. Me neither. Because I watched was, the clip he and he was like, "Okay, I can roll with it." You know, it wasn't like I can roll with but it. But that's what they saw. That, that they saw. <laughs> I think that there's another situation though where they're trying to shut down. You know, they want him to not be a thing. Right. They want LeVar Ball to disappear. And, they well, and that's why they're sending him to New Orleans. Exactly. And they still can't hold him. So, uh, they're yeah. talking about all kind of trades going on, though, right now. So Lonzo Ball might not even end up in New Orleans at well, the end of the day. And New Orleans apparently is getting a lot of action over this number four pick potentially as well. New Orleans is stacked, by the way. Because they're going to get Zion. And now Julius Randle's going to cut, which says to me, he must not like the Lakers. <laughs> he right. must not like he must not like Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and Josh Hart. Because he's like, man, these dudes coming back again. <laughs> because Julius Randle put up dumb numbers. And I don't care if they're getting Zion or not. Julius Randle's a proven NBA product. Right. Then he's gonna give you, you know, dumb 18 numbers. and 14, whatever yeah. it is that he gives you. Yeah. Gives you nice numbers. Said that uh, you know, that uh, I think the New York Knicks are dipping their toe in there. Might dip dip their toe in that, brother. Man, they, they, the Knicks are playing games in general. In life. They always play games. Yeah, that's what they're doing. That's not interested in winning. It's disappointing. But if Lonzo Lonzo, if they, they trade again, he might they send that he might end up in Phoenix. Right. Which is where the other place that LeVar said he wanted him to go. Yeah. I don't know where he's gonna play in Phoenix. It 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 seems to me that he's on the verge of being uh 
a journeyman in a few minutes if he doesn't get his act together as far as his skill set because they're not giving him a long uh, uh, a long leash a long leash they're not giving him a long yeah. leash yeah and they're they're making him develop like overnight he has the to get it together still, he's still 23 22 I don't and think they're he's acting not like 22. he might even I think be 21. 21 yeah and they're they're acting like he's supposed to have his game fully fleshed developed out. yeah and if he doesn't have it developed right now then get out of here yeah ship you off to Minnesota ship you off to here ship you off to there well, it'll be interesting to see. I don't want to cover too, too much time in the NBA in that sense because we know that between now and June, uh, July 1st, there's going to be a lot of changes. Uh, but moving on, let's go to the world of boxing. How about Tyson Fury's mismatch? What, why, why did they do that fight? And why is he bragging about it? I mean, like he did it. He was out there showboating and floor showing and like he had really, like he had beat uh, Muhammad Ali. Nobody knows who Schwartz is. And nobody all. still knows. And still Schwartz. nobody knows who Schwartz is. He's undefeated. I know yet. he's a bleeder. He's rate, he's ranked 58 in the league. I think 59th. 59th. Now. He dropped one. <laughs> this is a totally pointless situation. Another example of just like how we're watching with, with now the whole thing that happened between Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder. You got to make fights that when they're supposed to happen. I understand guys need to get paid. But you get paid fighting the guys that you're supposed to fight. Right. There is an in... in I don't know. There's a there's a new wave of cautiousness in fighting that fighters don't get paid to do. Fighters don't get paid to be cautious. And there's only a handful of fighters out there that are willing to fight people. This is what I'm saying. And Anthony Joshua is one of them. Sean Porter is another one. Triple G is another one. Earl Spence is one. Earl Spence is one. Canelo. And after that, I mean, and I'm looking at a, a you know a lot of cherry picking. Manny. Yeah, Manny. Manny yeah. fight anybody. I, I yeah, keep Manny waiting outside for you. Oh, don't do it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tighten you I, up. A, I just, I really don't appreciate that fight. I did not watch it. I saw some I highlights. It. I had I to. couldn't waste my time on that. I'm I couldn't sorry. do it. I'm addicted. I had to watch it. I couldn't it. do it. I can't do it. You're going to have to face it. <laughs> yeah, you're addicted to love. I'm addicted to sports. I couldn't do it. But what I did watch was, uh, I did watch Triple G knock out Steve Rolls. And I have to say, that Canadian was game. Yeah. He came Steve out. Rolls came to fight. He came out to fight. Gennady looked like he had a, a you know a little new twist on his game style. A new you know? twist, but he did, did, then that was the first fight with Jonathan Banks. Uh huh. So that was the very first time, and you you know you take some time to get tweaking it. He looked good to me. He looked good to me too. He looked like he had a little ring rust, mm-hmm. of which course, is to be expected. But got Rose, clocked. Yeah, yeah, he got clocked. Rolls came to fight. He really did. Rolls came to fight, and I appreciate that. I always appreciate a fighter that comes to fight, and he came to win. Let's yes. say that. He didn't need. He didn't come there to run. He didn't. He didn't come to attract me. He wasn't, you know, afraid of the boogeyman. No, he came out there and and he he, got knocked out. And he got knocked out. But what can you do? Most of the people that he fight do. The majority. Yes. (laughs) The majority. What was it like? Eighty-seven percent. Maybe. Yeah. Something like that might even be higher. Yeah. Right on the top of the dome. On the chin too. Yeah. He domed him up. Then he chin. Did plus dome. (laughs) Yeah. We gonna go to sleep tonight. (laughs) Yeah, this was this was serious business. Um, and along those lines, this weekend we got a fight coming up that I am interested in uh, because young Charlo, lighter Charlo, is going up against Jorge Cota. And this is his first time that he'll be fighting since he lost his belt. And I think he's going to be really, really hungry. He's a, I think he's hungry. It's just that this is another problem where you go and get a quality opponent to face him that he really didn't have the whole time to prepare for. I mean, because... You know, the other fighter got hurt, dropped out, and then you pick up this guy. This guy's, you know, he, he's... He looks like he's legit. Yeah, he's a quality opponent. It's not a, a layup. Right. We're going to see what happens because this is actually a very key point to, uh, you know, this is a very key time for the for the Charlo brothers, but especially uh, for Jermel. 
Right. After that, with, since they're putting so much on a loss, you know, which doesn't mean anything. And that division has been completely shook up because J-Rock Williams beat up on Jared Hurd. Yeah. And then uh, your man Harrison took his belt. So I'm surprised that Harrison wasn't the immediate rematch, you know. And I don't know if he got hurt or if they just decided that he needed another fight, you know, in between. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I know that all these guys need to learn uh, and see that you better start making the fights that you're supposed to make. Or you lose your cheese. Yo. And this is what where the problem is with Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury celebrating <laughs> Anthony Joshua losing as if they Ty- beat him. Tyson Fury did not. Don't don't throw Tyson Fury. No, in. Tyson, Tyson Fury, Fury has Tyson Fury has been coming out lately talking slick. And I haven't heard him. Yes. Say, I haven't heard him talk reckless. Yes. Like the, not like Deontay. Deontay Wilder is speaking like he beat Anthony Joshua, and he's the most happiest guy to ever lose a hundred million dollars that I've <laughs> that ever, <you've> seen. ever <laughs> seen. Wow, that you've ever seen. You lost a hundred and something million dollars, and you are walking around here on television and radio and everything else and celebrating it. I don't understand. Man, I mean, if you have that much confidence in your skill set, step in the ring. You're in the fight business. Fight. And, I mean, that's a lot of money to celebrate losing. Yeah. And he's going back with Luis Ortiz. And I'm with Anthony Joshua on this because I remember when they asked him before his fight what he thought about it. And he said, what would would you guys do to me if I said I'm about to go fight Povetkin again? Right. A guy I knocked out. He should clean his clock. He should, but I don't know if he will. I mean, what, what is going to happen is, is he's going to get more rounds, and this has been benefiting Deontay a lot, getting rounds with quality opponents. But he uh, also might get more damage. He could possibly get – we're talking about the heavyweights. Anything can happen. And One then, thing that, that Evander Holyfield told us guys down there that was amazing was 10 years ago, he sparred with Andy Ruiz, and Andy Ruiz put tips on him. <laughs> and he told us and He told us this, and he said that it, you know he made he really thought made him think about retiring. He's far even jumping out the game. Yeah, because I need to get out the game. He put tips on him. Yeah, he said he got the fans. The, hand, the hands are fast, and he yep. got sting with got it. Sting with it. Man, hey, buddy, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> it's a great sting story, guys. One time we saw Sting out and about, and I was really excited. And it was at an uh, an Oscars after party. And I was like, oh. And he looked at me like I was slithering around in rat feces. Disgust, he, mate. Full disgust. He looked at me and was like, who, is, who are you, mate? Mate. <laughs> who let him in here? <laughs> who let the dogs out, mate? <laughs> I was terrible. And it was funny. And all you were doing was trying to say, what's up? What's I just up? wanted to show love. What's up? I just wanted to show love. I just wanted to let him know that everything he does is magic. And he didn't want to hear it. Um, but, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I, I'm very interested to see what happens there. Um, yeah. I, I'm also interested to see if the zone is going to get their act together when it comes to the judges or if any boxing people are interested because some of the fights like on that, uh, on that Gennady card had some suspect decisions. <laughs> Once again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's just bad business all the way around. I don't think it's just the zone. It's just boxing in general. It's just boxing. It's hard to get a fair shake. Unless you knock somebody out, you almost don't even have a chance of getting a correct decision. I mean, what's the percentage? Yeah, that's the only time you can guarantee a correct decision. <laughs> right. <laughs> what are the percentages of them getting it right? Like all of the cards. Really, you know? Low. Low. I would say that the greatest that we've seen recently was the Canelo-Danny Jacobs fight. Yes. They were on point. I, they were on point. I agree. 
But other than that, it's it's very, very. And I'm not even saying that my perspective is the absolute perspective. They have there's wiggle room. It's, I can see. Oh, okay, you have one round this way, two rounds this way. Okay, I can see that. But when you, we see these lopsided cards, it makes you. It, it, it's the reason that UFC was able to gain popularity in what boxing had was a monopoly, and it's because people are tired of seeing. Uh, lying cards. We know what we're watching. Well, you don't know what you're watching, though, because you have these announcers that are brainwashing you with CompuBox and everything else. These guys are, are, are telling you that, oh, yeah, this dude just land 10,000 punches. Yeah. And I'm looking at it, and I didn't see those 10,000 punches that he's supposed to land it. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching the fight. I'm not going to be deceived by what I see. And But they're telling me what you actually see. I don't believe in that. I, I want to watch the fight and be, what is it, subjective? Objective. Objective. Yeah. And and whoever the company man is, is the guy that's going to get big upped on the, the, the broadcast. And CompuBox up. And CompuBox up, which is <laughs> actually also important. Very important. All right, ladies and gentlemen, moving right along to our favorite sport. To a game so fine, it's played on diamonds. Ladies and gentlemen, Major League Baseball is in full swing now. And speaking of full swing, there's some new jacks coming up swinging the stick. Your Houston Astros brought up this kid Alvarez that cannot <laughs> stop banging. Talk to me about this man. Uh, he's been toiling down there in the minor leagues. They didn't have a place for him to play, though. I'm not mad at the Astros because they're not one of the teams that actually hold talent down there for a long time so that they can't play. They just don't have a place. They didn't have a place for him to play. But through injuries and everything else now, they got a spot for the kid. Now he's going to be in there with George Springer, Altuve, Correa, um, the, the Bregman. The team is on beast mode right now. And they just and but they you know Asuna just blew the game today though. Yeah, I told you I don't really believe in Osuna. I never believed him in Toronto. I don't think he ever got, he's it got together. It. But he he's got great stuff. Real quick, going back to to boxing, real quick. You know the fight that I missed that I wanted to talk about uh, really quickly is that Andrew Cancio and Alberto Machado meet again this Friday on the Zone, okay. and there was a big big upset in February of that fight. And this is Machado is he was an enormous favorite. And he's trying to turn the beat around. I am very, very excited to see that fight on Friday and also excited to announce that they finalized that Earl Spence-Sean Porter deal for the fall. Man, that's I that's so tight. I can, it's, it's very, very tight. Man. Now, Earl Spence beat Kell Brook. Sean lost to Kell Brook. Exactly. But I don't really – those kind of – But with different styles. Yeah, with different styles. With different styles, I, I, it's it's hard to say because I think that this is going to be the toughest test for Errol. I think so too. Yes. I think more than be more the, than Kell Brook. Ooh, this is going to be. Mm, Kell Brook was damaged goods when I mean not the to take, a certain degree, yeah, but certain. he was a it was a great but, fight. But it was a great fight. He was game. But um, you know, he'd already got pounded by Gennady and a lot of and, and a lot of guys who fight him after you fight, you know, against Gennady, you're not the same fighter anymore. Right. Not to take anything away from Errol, but. Sean is a guy who's going to be moving forward. He he never stops coming at you. He's in crazy conditions. Crazy condition. He stays he stays in shape. I mean, so it's going to be a tough fight. It's going to be a tough fight. Sorry, just wanted to throw that in. <laughs> Back to baseball. Back to baseball. So he's another kid that the team had control over. He's come up and he's come up banging. Do you think he stays up? Oh yeah, he's staying Despite up. Despite who comes back? Yeah, he's staying up because now because you know they had Tony Kemp out there. Yeah, and this guy Tony Kemp is more of a platoon player. But this guy, this kid. He's an everyday kid. Yeah, it's an everyday kid. Now you're going to have Josh Reddick, George Springer, and um, your Donnie oh, Alvarez. Yeah. Yeah. To go along with that monster lineup. Just plug and play. Man. The only question is, where is he going to be in the lineup? Yes, that's a big issue. And that's, I think, just is going to fluctuate until 
they get full strength and they get Correa, Altuve, and everybody's mm-hmm. on the scene again. And I think that one of the biggest things with the, with the products that the Astros bring up is that they preach not striking out. You know, yes. Now this kid strikes out a little bit right now just because he's. Still I think getting, he's adjusting. Yeah, yeah he's adjusting. The but they they don't strike out a lot, which is which is surprisingly to me what. I would say the, the the best team in baseball, as hard as it is to say it, uh, at this current moment are the Los Angeles Dodgers. And this is what they've been able to correct mm-hmm. because you see Cody Bellinger striking out at a much lower clip. Yes. Justin Turner was always a low strikeout guy. Right. But you see a guy and you get to see the impact of an Alex Verdugo, a young kid who makes contact and who plays the game the right way. He goes the other way. He goes up the middle. You just can't preach this enough about going the other way and going up the middle because you see how much it affects every component of the offense. Well, if you've been watching the games close, you'll see that people are now starting to go against these shifts. Yeah. Lay yes. down Bunch. Yes. Matt Carpenter literally got a double the other day off, off, of, off of a bunt. Off of a bunt. As he should have. And he just cruised in the second. Yep. Because the whole left side of the field was wide open. And he should do it every at bat until they get that shift off and then start banging the ball again, pulling the baseball. <laughs> exactly. So what do you want to do? I mean, you got to make these guys, these teams answer. You saw Rich Hill go crazy the other day because yeah. he had what should have been a double play yes. ball. And there was nobody there. And there was nobody there. He, that you saw it on his lips. He's like, man. This, yeah, he this, went nuts. He had to drop his shift. Yeah. <laughs> Had to drop the F-bomb on you. <laughs> F-bomb, F-bomb. <laughs> hey, you're my F-bomb. And maybe you can <laughs> run the <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm I'm very happy that the game is correcting itself. It took longer than I expected it to. Right. But along those lines of uh, of the Astros trying to get themselves together, big series this weekend with the Yankees because the Yankees are also another team that's, man, the Yankees are busting heads. I'm sure that Randy is out there somewhere <laughs> trying to look for trolling Tyree <laughs> because the, the Yankees are, man, the Yankees are making Yankee moves. The other day they traded for Edwin Encarnacion. And, man, oh, man, probably the most underrated or unsung power hitter of this generation is Edwin Encarnacion. He gives you 30, 35 bombs every single year. He sure does. Since, since Cincinnati slept on him. Once Cincinnati, once he got off of Cincinnati and got out from under whatever, whoever was trying to make him believe that he wasn't good enough. Right. Who was playing third base at that time? Uh, Scott, uh. Not Scott Rowland. Yeah, Scott, uh, no, not Scott Rowland. Was it Scott Rowland? It was Scott Rowland, right? On the ranch? He was on the. No, he was on the Cardinals. Right. No, I'm, what's my man's name? He's a bigger dude. Uh huh. I know. Uh, Todd Frazier. Todd. It was Todd no, Frazier. No. no, that was before Todd Frazier. Yes. This is when they still had Edwin. Uh, this is when they had the, from San Diego. This is when they had Johnny Cueto and Eddie. Damn, I can't remember anything. <laughs> Your man with the braids that pitched for Padres as well. Not Edwin. Ed. Uh, he was the number two behind Johnny Cueto. Oh, yeah. Edison Volquez. Edison Volquez. Thank you. Yeah, they had. That's when Joey Votto at first came up mm-hmm. because it was Brandon Phillips, Joey Votto, the meat uh, hook, Dimitri Young. Yeah, D- Dimitri Young. Who was at third base? Somebody help us out, man! Come on, <laughs> wasn't Troy Gloss? Was it? I don't think no. Troy Gloss was. On I don't the think Reds. he ever played on the Reds. Anywho, ever since he's left the Reds, that man has banged the baseball, and now Seattle's going through a fire sale. Seattle Fudge, where you at? Because Seattle's going through a fire sale once again. Yeah. And uh, they're committing. Smoking mirrors. Yeah, total smoking mirrors. They just refuse to get the team together. And they refuse to draft the team and to put the team on the field that fits their baseball stadium. Well, you know what? And then also going back to the Yankees, I love Edwin, but the problem is that the Yankees need pitching. <laughs> the Yankees are getting all these sticks. You're loading up on the sticks, but you need pitching. They, they definitely need pitching. They're now they're following the, the model 
of the Tampa Bay Rays with openers and everything else. And this is, but this and is the payroll. The, they, you can argue they have the best bullpen in baseball. Yeah. But they got to get to that bullpen. You got to get to them. And what they seem like they're trying to decide between, and right now they're just leaving it out there, is just pounding you into submission and hoping we get the game close late. And right. And we beat you. Now they were talking. But they've about- done a great job. Aaron Boone, I have to say, Aaron Boone has done a great job with all the injuries. He sure has. Because the team is in first place. I didn't place. think he had it. I didn't either. And he didn't seem like he had it early. But the team is in first place, and they're getting Aaron Judge back. They're getting Stanton back. They're supposed to be – D.D. is back. They're supposed to be full-blown by DJ Friday. Mayhew. Is who exactly who we told you guys he was. He yeah. has advertised the guy bangs the baseball and he bangs it whether he's in Colorado, doesn't New matter York, where he is. doesn't matter where you'd send that man to Japan, Australia, Afghanistan. He's banging baseballs. So, you know, it is what it is, but the Yankees are they're getting everybody back. And I'm very interested to see if Tampa Bay can hang, especially with the idea that the Yankees seem to own Blake Snell. Right. Which is bizarre but what about charlie morton i mean they i don't think they own he charlie. just finally left yeah. yeah i mean he just finally lost for the first time yeah. of the season <laughs> charlie morton did this you charlie know, morton went out on there. a cy young run right now yeah he's he's looking good and i man if, if they wouldn't have lost your man they would really they might have had a chance of making a run like deep into the playoffs who did they lose the pitcher the the there he was there oh, yeah. even though tyler glass now tyler glass now he's coming back pretty soon Got gas. Got We're going to see, though, because that's his – when pitchers hurt their arm, it's kind of like that Achilles, in my opinion. You don't know which guy is coming back, and obviously we're going to well, see. Well, they won't let him come back if he's not ready. I think that what they should, what they might do as well is bring up some of their kids because they have a crazy farm system as well. Brendan McKay and a couple other guys down there that just straight blow gas. <laughs> they got guys that just blow cheese. <laughs> and and it works. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. Man. Um, jumping back around to the Dodgers, should Kenley Jansen still be the closer? No. Thank you. I'm with. I've, I've been like that last team. year. Yeah, me too. <laughs> because they should let Urias close. Let him close. Yes. Let Urias go out there and blow cheese, throw that slider, throw that cutter. It's enough. It's enough. And I don't really think. Since that, you guys don't want to let him start, and yeah. he's a formidable starter, by the way. Yes, but I just think that he's probably getting into that, that twilight zone area where. He's going to mess around and be like Jabba soon. Yeah, where you don't let him start. And, and you don't let him close. And then you don't let him close. So it's not really a sensation. And then you never bring He's him in a high leverage situation. Uh, but then you're going to bring him in a high leverage situation in the playoffs and be surprised when he gets dug. And you know what? The problem is too, as well, is that they're trying to be some kind of loyal to Kenley Jansen. But this, I agree, this is a business, and so you can't and keep watching him out there with a flat, flat cutter. I'm not even no saying B-ball. you got to get rid of Kenley Jansen. No, he just I'm can't be the closer. Let him, let him be the setup guy. Yeah, or let him be the, the seventh the bridge. Yeah, let him be the bridge. Because you can't – he's basically Pedro Baez now minus the cheese. <laughs> right. I'd rather take a chance with Pedro Baez. At least he's blowing gas. The, the problem that I have is, and if you guys haven't been paying attention, Kenley Jansen ended up getting two saves, I do believe, out of that series with the Cubs. Might even got three. Got two saves, though, but he blew one. And the one that he blew hurt bad because Walker Bueller dealt. And then the next day he almost blew that one as I, well. This, this is exactly where I was getting to. Yeah. He got two but he really struggled with that. Yeah. And, he, and, and the problem that I have with it when you watch the games, you can see it in his face. He doesn't believe. He says that he does, though. He says he does, but this is Dominic Brazil said he believed going into the fight against Wild. So it's like he – Real quick, would you rather get knocked out like Dominic Brazil or like Anthony Joshua? Dominic Brazil. Okay. <laughs> Why you got somebody outside for me? Yeah. Wait for <laughs> Dominic, come on in. We got him. I, I, I'm worried about getting knocked out by Dominic Brazil. Uh, but but <laughs> this uh, this uh, even with the bum knee, I gotta be able to get out of the way of those punches. That was the slowest punch. He gave me the, he gave me the Chuck Liddell. He gave me the slowest punches I've ever seen. <laughs> hey, what up, Chuck? Um, yeah. So 
so yeah, so when you're when you're looking at the situation, Ken Lee, man, I love Ken Lee Jensen, and yeah. he's a big time closer for like ten years. Well, yeah, he he's done his thing, man. He, he's he, done his he, thing. He ran his course. It's that's why it's special you when you watch somebody like the games. Yeah, when you watch somebody game. like Mariano, this is yeah. why it's so special because Mariano can do it year in and year out. It's why it's special when you watch Ken Kimbrell. Yeah. Mario, but Mar- hey, this guy. Yeah, but Mariano never. No, won. nobody's nobody's like Mariano. Yeah, he never got in top. trouble. Really, you could see him come into trouble and get out of trouble. It's Unbelievable. Like, trouble doesn't even you know slow cutter. <laughs> slow ninety ninety one still enough. Maybe maybe might be eighty nine. Might be eighty nine. Then I go back up ninety five. Hey, <laughs> just enough for this double play ball. Yeah. But Ken Lee basically has a flat cutter now, which is like a BP fastball. It's ninety ninety one. Uh huh. But it's not moving at all. No and bite. And his fastball, it has never been because you know he's literally a former catcher. Yeah. So his fastball, he's always had a good arm, but his fastball is not an explosive fastball like that. right. So that's why he used to be. Yeah, but that's why you can play it off of the cutter. Right. But now since he's right around the same area and the cutter is not cutting, he's got a flat fastball. And he's trying to be too fine. Because well, that's when you don't have knows, it. That's, when you try to, yeah. that's what I was about to say, because he knows he doesn't have it. So what he does is he tries to be too fine, and then you see exactly what happened with the Cubs. He hits Chris Bryant. He comes in in a one nothing game. He hits Chris Bryant, and he goes 2-0 to Rizzo, who hit the ball to Pasadena. Yeah. And you've just completely wasted Walker Bueller's eight-inning gym, seven-inning gym, whatever it was that he threw. And, you know, you just can't keep doing this because this is going to come into play in the postseason. All of this stuff, people run into me all the time, talk to me about the Dodgers. Yeah, I'm, I love the Dodgers. But none of this means anything unless it's happening in October. All of the home runs, all the high batting averages, all of this nonsense is all song and dance until there's another team celebrating on the field at Chavez Ravine hoisting up a championship banner. Exactly. Which I'm very tired of seeing because it's very expensive to go to baseball playoff games in October. I can tell you <laughs> right. this. And they're turning into the Buffalo Bills of baseball. Come on, man. <laughs> one, one more. All you need is one more. And I think I don't think they can beat these American League teams. Not at not with the roster as it is now. No. The worst part is, is they can pitch with them. Yes. They can't close the games. Yeah. You I know think, what I mean? They can they can you can still run Clayton Kershaw out there and shut people down. As the number three. As the number three. Hunjin Ryu is like the is the Cy Young, low key. Hunjin Ryu is shutting people down. And I don't care who comes. Everybody's getting shut down. Yeah. Walker Bueller still got cheese for you. Yeah. He's starting to get his game together. He's starting to tighten his game back up. Looks like he's getting his confidence back. Yes, it, is. it is. Uh-huh. And that's a problem for the <laughs> for the offensive players. But they don't have a bullpen. Even Rich Hill is I can't even front on Rich Hill. You never can front on him, but <laughs> but he doesn't get it done when you need him. What this last year he actually didn't. They pulled him out. A couple times, you know what I mean, in the in the in the playoffs. Yeah. So I can't the the problem is if you can stay up after six, seven innings, you have to win those games in October. Right. There's just no two ways about it. And this is what the Yankees are going for. And this is a problem that you see the New York Mets have. I don't know what the Mets training facility is all about, but they need to change everybody. Because you go to the Mets bullpen and you become a bum. I have Edwin Diaz on my fantasy team. There has not been a better closer the last two years than Edwin Diaz. Edwin Diaz shuts the door. I mean, that kid was up in Seattle shutting the door, and it was cold up there. Like, yeah. he was shutting the door in 45-degree games, 55-degree yeah. games. Him and Felipe from, uh, what's his face, from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Vasquez. What's his yeah, name? Felipe Vasquez. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, now, whether it's, it, if, if, 
Edwin Diaz is good that night, George Familia is bad. If George is good, Diaz is bad. <laughs> and now, then they got one more guy that, that sinks up the joint from time to time in the seventh. <laughs> and it's just like, man. Who is it, Seth Lugo? I don't think he's the seventh inning guy. They bring him in. They bring Seth Lugo in usually when the game, they don't believe that they're going to win. Mm. And But the Cubs of the Cubs, the Mets offense has been providing. Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo is a one-man wrecking crew. <laughs> Pete <Alonso. laughs> This dude is out there swinging it. Yeah. Against everybody, too. Against everybody. And he can run. Yes. Nemo's doing his thing. I mean, they're getting clutch hits. I'm watch, I watch yeah, a Robbie lot of Robbie just came back. You got Todd, uh, Todd Frazier plugging and playing every now and then. You got Dominique Smith on the bench. And Dominique Smith is playing for yeah, a while. And, and left field. United. Yeah. Conforto's giving you Conforto. Yeah. Clutch player. Yeah. But once again, you know, the starting pitching, they have they – have, Jake DeGrom, and then you have a bunch of question marks. Yeah. Because Even Steven Thor Matt, finally dealt the other day. Yeah, but that's just the Steven other day. Matt can only pitch at home for yeah. some reason. Yeah. I have him on my fantasy Thor's squad as giving well. up three to four runs a game. Right. You know, in, in baseball now, teams score runs. Yeah. So, Zach Wheeler's coming off his – he's no longer where he was mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season. And then you have a problem with the bullpen. And, and that's the upside, to be honest. The front side is the upside because they're in ball games. Those you guys are keeping brought up a good point that I didn't know about with, with the Marlins. The Marlins, what? You yeah, that's a, I can read you the stat right here. So the Miami Marlins uh, of Anaheim are <laughs> – the numbers show that their starting pitching is amongst the Major League Baseball's best this year. Uh, and Don Mattingly said it several times. This is quoting from the uh, Miami Herald. If the team starting pitching does its job, the Marlins will always be in contention to win ball games. Well, the young rotation, the Marlins have not started a pitcher older than 27 years old this year, has been the real strength of the team. And if you look at it, the Marlins 386 team starting ERA leads the National League East. Wow. It's fourth in the National League and seventh in the major leagues. So they just need some sticks. They nobody's swinging it. And they got swing and miss stuff. Yeah. They have uh their their opponents have whiffed on 16.2% of pitches swung at from Marlins starting pitchers. That's the seventh highest rate in the major leagues. Then and four of them rank in the top 50. Caleb Smith 32% swing and miss, Trevor Richards 29%, Alcantara 26% and Pablo Lopez 25%. And Pablo Lopez just got hurt and they're bringing up that kid Zach Galen that's a stud. Yeah. And then they also have received quality starts uh, in more than half of their 70 games. And only the Dodgers, the Astros, and the Nationals have more than that. How can you beat the Astros? That's what I want to know. Man, you're talking about a whole different animal. (laughs) Verlander, Garrett Cole. Man, this is the real real business out there. But then randomly you'll see Verlander get dug against like the Reds or something like that. He got dug to the Reds yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really interested in the Twins. I think the Twins are the real deal. I do too. I think the Twins are legit. They are banging the baseball. They're putting up you runs. Wanted, you want to slug with the Twins? You got problems. Because that's what they can do. You can outpitch them, but. The Astros wouldn't shut them down. At home. <laughs> what can you do? You can only play home or away. <laughs> nah, I'm just saying. At home. At home. You know. You know. Your boy Cheeto, by the way, to jump in. Just just told people yesterday that if he's reelected, he's going to find a cure for cancer and AIDS. Did he say that? Are you kidding? But play the thing. This is wonderful things are going to happen. This is the most amazing things are going to happen. We're going to find cures for cancer, for AIDS. Can he just apologize to the Central Park Five? No. <laughs> Let's start he, with that. He, he said they admitted what they did. You believe this? Unbelievable. Unfreaking believable. Just like Clint Frazier getting the shaft is unbelievable. He got the shaft. 
But somebody had to. But did you know what? Yeah, they need to be talking. Yeah, no, it should have. It should have. What they were doing is basically showcasing Clint Frazier. So he's not really yeah. in the shaft because they have a plethora of outfielders that they know that are coming back with Judge. And, you know, you got your man coming back, Stanton. So you can now go out there and finally get some pitching. So they're trying to get Madison Bumgarner or Marcus Stroman. You know, there's a yeah. couple. And they really want Marcus Stroman because he has a low ground ball rate. Yes, and and the ball gets out of Yankee Stadium. Yeah, and the ball gets out of Yankee Stadium. So you want to go and get somebody like that, but you have to showcase the talent to say that it's major league ready. You know, you can go and draft another minor leaguer, but Clint Frazier is ready to go. And if you put him, you plug and play him in the starting lineup, he could really help some. Yeah, so if you send him to Toronto and get Marcus Stroman, come on, man, it's a win-win. Yeah, winner, winner, chicken dinner, Um, legs and thighs, and then the wings. Myself trying to get light for the summer, working on my summer body, (laughs) Um, and staying in the American League East though. You know what? The Red Sox, they're still within striking distance, but I think it's really telling um, that that White House celebration the other day. And I think that has a lot to do with what's wrong with the Red Sox. Really? I do. You don't think it's the hangover? I think it was the hangover. And then I think the hangover is snowballed. Mm. For those who didn't know, the, the Red Sox were in the World Series, like all World Series champs, were invited to the White House. And not one player of color... Uh, accepted the invitation and went because of Donald Trump and every white player went including JD Martinez I mean I guess I don't know how you would define him obviously he's of Latin descent but he decided he wanted to go I think that's a problem the coach didn't go division there's division and you watch their games and even though Andrew Benintendi and uh, is getting himself together and Mookie swinging a little bit better you watch their team they don't have that same like swagger, nah, that same fire. Like, oh no, we're down six. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we'll be. We're, there. we're, <laughs> we're still in it. We still got four outs. Yeah. You know what I mean? We still got enough time. That thing that the Royals had, that they had, that the Astros had, mm-hmm. that all those the, the former say five years of champs had. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. I haven't seen that from them this year. It doesn't look like a fire. Hmm. I never even thought about them. You know, maybe it, you know that that White House situation. Maybe so. You know, it's a telltale, right? Could be. I could be fishing. You know what I mean? I, it could be. It could not be the situation because you don't have to like the guys you play with to win. But at the same time, well, baseball. Last, you spend more time with those guys than any other sport. And right. last year, they all looked like they really enjoyed each other's company. Right. We sat right behind them in, in the World Series, and those guys were having fun. Right. And then if you have a division like that in the clubhouse, where somebody's, you know, he can't be empathetic to what's going on with the yeah. president and everything else, it's hard for me to, you know, to sit trust there. you. Yeah, to trust you and sit there next, which to makes you guys right press at, right on the, the the plane with you and everything. All else. that stuff. All that stuff. I don't know. We'll see what ends up happening. Um, and then staying along those lines, the Atlanta Braves are starting to come around. They look good. They look good. Yeah. I saw your boy, Freddie Freeman, taking, what, a 98, 99-mile-an-hour uh, cheese off of uh, Jake DeGrom last night into the seats. Jake DeGrom tried to get him a complete game shizzle. And Freddie was not impressed with his 98. I was glad, too, because I, he would have <laughs> had it against him. It against him. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So Jake was about to give it to me. And then back to back. And then to Josh. Josh went deep on it. Josh Donaldson is back, by the way. Yeah. Josh Donaldson is back. I'm very happy about that because I love Josh Donaldson. Ozzy Albies is starting to swing it. Acuna is Acuna. Yeah. And now they just have to start getting the pitchers back on track because the pitchers yeah. were on track earlier. Now they're and now, off track. now the offense is on now track. Now the offense is on track because now you have Freed that's struggling. Yeah. He's struggling. And, uh, he's you know, waffling. Yeah. And, uh, your, your other man that Julio Turan. Yeah. I mean, so, and Julio Turan's too much of a veteran to keep going through this, right? Sean Newcomb took one off the dome, yeah, but he's been pitching well, yeah, and that now, stint in the minor leagues actually helped him out. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, it's always a big thing when you get demoted to the bullpen. 
Yes. Sort of embarrassing. It went to the minors and then the bullpen. Right. And then he's trying to find a place for you, dude. Yeah, they're trying to find a place. You were really, really good last year. Right. But they have so many kids in Atlanta, like in their system as well, like with Mike Soroka and uh, the kid Allard out there and everything that you really don't have a lot of room to, you know, to fail in Atlanta. The only person right. that I see them keep giving a chance is Tookie Toussaint. Right. I see that as well. Um, and then, uh, congratulations. CC Sabathia, also known as Ace, mm-hmm. won his 250th game. My man is going to the Hall of Fame, folks, and I maintain that nobody in Major League Baseball or in all of sports has played up to the big contract like CC Sabathia did. Nobody ever, not not in not in the big deal. Who's who's played? Who came in, got the big money, and performed? Ricky Henderson. Nobody besides Ricky. Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't play Rick out. No, Rick didn't get him a ring straight away. Rick, but Rick won. Rick put up numbers. Rick put up. His, Rick is a monster. <laughs> Rick put but, up but, numbers. But Rick can't be mad at Rick. But still, that deal wasn't even though the deal was, it was crazy. big deal, big change back then. Million dollars, a million dollar crazy, <laughs> crazy, crazy deal. You want MVP but it, t- player? But it's still, but it's still. CC Sabathia, they got CC Sabathia to win the World Series. Yeah, and, and they, they gave won. him more money than they'd ever given a pitcher ever. You know and what? He came and they won. He did too, but and that, then he came and averaged twenty wins a year for like three or four years. Yeah, but I think that that unsung hero also that year was AJ Burnett. That didn't no get doubt. credit. There's no doubt that was actually the year Alex Rodriguez finally did something on the juice. Yeah, of course, he was on the juice. A bum. Yeah, it's a bum. It makes me sick. Um, Are you going to barf, dude? I just want to go. <laughs> got a barf bag for you. Bro. Don't barf, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. We're in that. Uh, we're there. And I want to shout out to the person. I mean, people get mad when I say it. I say he's the best player in baseball. But I, how about I just say he's my favorite player in baseball? Shohei Otani here for the cycle a little, a little while ago last week, folks. It was so impressive. It's so beautiful to get him back swinging it. Right. Man, oh, man. And, you know, it just takes a little time. I feel like the Angels are going to even get more out of him next year if they let him play. They, both sides of the ball. Both sides of the ball. As a player, you want to play both sides of the ball. If you play both sides of the ball, well, especially when that's clear. what you agreed to. Right. You know, he agreed to that. And then they got here and wanted to let him pitch every 10 days and, you know, all this other wild stuff that they have going. Let him pitch. Let him play. He's an outfielder. He's been an outfielder. He's one of the fastest guys in the league. I think he, they said that he has the second or third fastest time down the first base in Major League Baseball. I believe it. He yeah. skates. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you're talking about a guy who has one of the strongest arms in baseball. He hits for he can hit for average. He can hit for power. He's actually protecting Mike Trout. I was about to say he has no protection. Yeah, he has no protection, and uh, he's swinging the stick, man. He goes the other way with authority. With authority, I would he like to see him. In, I would like to see him in the home run derby. Honestly, you, I don't because I don't want to mess up his swing. I don't think you can mess up his swing. He's all about using that hip torque. He used that hip torque, uh-huh. and you watch. Speaking of hip torque, nobody maybe I've ever seen in life uses hip torque better than Eloy Jimenez. <laughs> <laughs> that kid is a monster. Wow. It went deep yesterday. I know. I got him on my team. <laughs> Eloy. Eloy is a, is a monster. Eloy's coming around. And as soon as he can start making more contact, because you can see that the pop that he has on his bat is not like a fluke. So everything that he hits takes off. He knows how to drive through the ball. He does. And it goes way out. Like way, way out. Um, but then, sorry, along those same lines, strangely enough, the next day, Jake Bowers hits for the cycle. Right. Haven't had anybody hit for the cycle all season. All you get back-to-back days. That's from wild. The, from two DHs. It's wild. And the last piece of Major League Baseball that we want to cover, folks, is this near tragic. I mean, it is tragic. Shooting of one of the greatest of all time to ever lace his cleats up. 
Right, and it's breaking news right now about I that. I saw that. What's Ortiz. going on Ortiz in the Dominican, res- by the way? <laughs> Ortiz shooting result of mistaken identity. How about that? And it looked like it when you watched the video. David Ortiz, if you'd have been living under a rock, David Ortiz, also known as Big Poppy, the slugger for the three-time world champion slugger for the Boston Red Sox, was shot in his native Dominican Republic the other day. Dominican Republic the other day, and uh, his life was actually on the line. And they have video of the shooting, and when you watch him. When you watch, he's literally just hanging out, having a drink with everybody. Mm-hmm. A guy rides up on a motorcycle like it's New Jack City and then lets off a shot. Everybody goes down and you can see the guy looks confused like, was that him? Like the guy that he was supposed mm-hmm. to shoot. As they should have, the public tracked down the, the guy who's driving the motorcycle and beat the crap out of him. I mean the crap. They they pounded this guy, just straight minced me. And then... um. They've now in total arrested 11 people and break the breaking news again. Yeah. Um, Ortiz shooting result of mistaken identity. And it was orchestrated by a member of the Mexico's Gulf cartel who remains on the run. This is bad news. He did not immediately describe a motive. Now, what they're saying off the top, if you look at it, you have all these American tourists that are dying mysteriously all over the island. Off their bad drink. Oh, they don't know what it's from. But yeah. it's, it's, it's funny business. I tell you that much. And I can tell you this. I went to the Dominican Republic with Big Poppy, And riding around with him is even more impressive than riding around Detroit with him and him. Like this guy is the king of the island. And people love him. And I can only imagine the level of betrayal that he feels because you could see how he moves. He felt compelled for his charity to bring myself, other celebrities, and a bunch of major leaguers down every year to get to raise money for us to give money for children in the Dominican and in Boston who can't afford life-saving surgeries. This guy does the right thing. Right. And you could see by the way he moves when we were down there, he felt very comfortable and confident in front of his people. He's very, he was, you know, he's like, these are my people. Right. These people are going to protect me. And then for this to happen, I mean, when I first read it, one, I was concerned about his life. But two, I was like, oh, man, this is just a real heartbreak, you know, a real heartbreak. And they now we find out that it's mistaken identity. Man, that mistaken identity doesn't care anything about the fact that they had to take out his gallbladder. They had to take out part of his intestines. Right. That the bullet went through. Literally, thank God, it went straight through and through and didn't explode inside of him. But at one point, even though he was in stable condition, uh, he was in critical condition for a while. His life was in danger. It's ridiculous. I mean, and kudos to the Boston Red Sox, by the way, flying him back to well, the come house. Come on, man. I need to get him back to the house. That's the man. Yeah. I wonder if he could run, if he ran for mayor or governor, could he win out there? Right? I think he could, probably. Man, I wouldn't doubt it. Hmm. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, so, you know, prayers up to Big Poppy because, uh, man, I hate to see the big fella down really, really uh, just unbelievably mind-blown by, by the situation. And our, our hearts go out to him. But, again, what can you do? So should the guys just stay away from their homeland? I mean, this literally could have happened anywhere. It could have happened anywhere, but you're not going to – in the States, I don't believe that you're going to have too many more. That's like the Wild Wild West or, you know, the mobster days where you're riding through on motorcycles and stuff like that and shooting somebody. So I don't really think that that happens really – that's – is the Dominican the third world country? I, I think we're going to go – I think I think we're going to go second world because the other side of the island is Haiti. Mm-hmm. And Haiti is, is a third world country. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. And the only difference is skin color. Right. Is the darkness of the of the Haitians? They're black and they speak French. And the Dominicans were conquered and speak Spanish. 
and yet they see themselves as superior to the people on the other side of the island. And the world sees them as superior. I wonder why the Haitians don't play baseball. Man, they don't even. They can't even like. They have diphtheria and like they have like they have like old, old old diseases yes. that that have been eradicated around the right. world. They can't play baseball. They don't even have time to get. They they're literally to fight for survival. You know, is it there in a bad way? And you got all these governments that are constantly trying to beat them for their resources. Yeah, you know. Uh, but moving on, uh, just a quick news and notes. Rafael Nadal won <laughs> the French Open for got the seven hundred and fiftieth time. <laughs> You can't beat him on clay. It's confirmed. Um, got him a dozen. Gave it to team. And but but wanted to speak about going into Wimbledon. I got Djokovic in Wimbledon. Really, I got the Joker. But I think this is going to be the last year where it's only the big three. I think that these young guys are going to work on their game and get themselves together. There's a lot of young guys that are really good. Sipsipas is really good. Uh, that kid Felix is going to come through. You still got Francis. You got Alex Averev. You got guys that can play that I think are going to challenge the throne once you get off of this these specialty courts. Mm-hmm. We're talking about three of the greatest guys to ever pick up a racket that have been dominating for 20 years now. And in Wimbledon, they're going to get to see Andy Murray. He's going to play doubles. Andy. <laughs> yeah, I, be, Murray. I hope his hip holds up, man. That's right. really sad what's happening. Well, doubles is not as strenuous. Yeah, you know, but I'm just happy that he got that dub. At least he got him a dub for the right. country. It's nothing like getting a dub for the country. It's so patriotic. Uh, also, just one more quick shout out. Shout out to the St. Louis Blues for breaking their curse and from stopping Boston from being title town again. Ugh. Thank God, St. Louis won in seven after getting blown in the sixth game. I thought they were, thought we were going to have to hear from Boston Mike and hear him bump his thumbs all day, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but they were able to hold that down. We got the U.S. Women's National Team in the World Cup right now, the Women's World Cup, and they are the favorites. And this is when the games really begin because they've blown out the team, but they're playing lower-tier teams. They play Sweden, I do believe it is, uh, coming up the mm-hmm. next, uh, I think, tomorrow, tomorrow or Friday. And this is when it's really going to start. They're going to see what they're made of and if they really got it. You got anything else to add? No. All right, folks. This is the Ozone. going to leave you with a quote. From Isaac Asimov, actually. And he says, The saddest aspect of life right now is that science gathers knowledge faster than society gathers wisdom. Stay wise, folks. Listen to your elders. Pay attention. Do your own research. There's a lot of false information out there now. You have to really pay attention to what's going on in the world and, and let your spirit guide you because we are truly all in this thing together. And uh, as Muhammad Ali said, <laughs> enjoy life because it's later than we think. I am your host, Omar Miller, and this is the Ozone. Ozone. I'm just living the dream. I'm in love with the light.